You good? I am. Beautiful. I'll just play us in here. Hey, this is John. This is home from here. Normally I do a song, but I'm not gonna because I have somebody who's just gonna, who I know is gonna fill the hour with more interesting stuff than my song. I am with entrepreneur, radio host, producer, and say, say it. Journalist. Journalist. Actor. Actor. Keep going. Former model. Former model. Former commissioner in government for New York City. Keep going. Restaurateur. There you go. Mom. Concubine. <laughs> Former concubine. Not a concubine. <laughs> Not a concubine. Paula Eva Young. Do you use Eva? I do. Okay, cool. Thanks for coming in. Oh my goodness, I cannot tell you how excited I am to be with the ever famous and wonderful, kind, talented John Burton. Oh, well. And his wonderful engineer, Mr. Awesome. <laughs> Matt Awesome. Matthew Awesome. Right, right. Matthew Awesome. Um, first off, thank you for all you're doing for music around here. You're, you, we should say, you own Paula's Runway Cafe. Yes, indeed. In Wappingers Falls. Yes. And it is probably the venue around here for live musicians i i was married to a musician i was an actor and musician although i could always sit you know sell the song versus sing it right my talent was more in the the performance but my first husband was a musician my son is a musician and my mother was one of these people that would put on starry starry night you know she would put on tom mclean and then she'd drink and dance around the house. Or <laughs> was, that, would, was that good or bad? I, you know, it was odd being a little girl, and, and I have such a long story about her, but I remember we got time. coming home from school, and we lived all over the world because of my stepdad's job, but I would come home and my mother would have, these are the dreams of an everyday housewife, you know that song? Yep, yep. And she'd be dancing around the kitchen, and then she'd put a, a setting at the table where there was no one going to come, and she'd say, your real father's going to be here tonight. <laughs> and all that's these, not unsettling. So yes, no, so, that's not. And unsettling. she would never listen to a variety of music; just certain songs that touched her heart. Right. And I realized that for her, music was nothing about the band, the instruments. It was about the soundtrack of her life. Okay. So those songs somehow meant something. Right. And so I grew up, I, be, I wanted to be a fairy princess when I was a kid. But, Mission accomplished. Oh my gosh. I remember one time I was a little girl in Houston, Texas, and I dialed 411 and, Director Assistance, how can we help you? And I said, hi, how do I get a job as a singer? And she said, singer sewing machines? I said, no ma'am, I want to <laughs> sing. So this is kind of how I was. But marrying a musician and then realizing that music is a lot more than just, although it can be the backdrop to your life, I said, why not? Bring them in. James loves music, and Jonas loves music, and Randy loves music, and so there are so many talented people. And I said, let me give them a place to come and be heard. Well, thank you for doing that, because it's, it, it's, it, it's hard out there. It, you know what's weird? When I, I, I think I'm an old-fashioned person in that. I remember when the world was 
Girl Scouts in the church basement. And yep. then there was the woman who could volunteer and made pies and the person who could do a quilt. And what was so weird was it didn't matter that there were others in other places of the world. You were cherished for that ability to make a pie or a quilt. You didn't have to be the best and you didn't have to have 10 minutes of fame. But today we've lost that. It, it doesn't matter that you, John, can play guitar and Matt Awesome can sing. Unless you're the best, it's like you're forgotten. Mm -hmm. And through the machinations of media and, and greed and money and the desire for fame, we've lost that ability for Tuesday night open mic when I get Joey, who can play the drums pretty good, to get out there and be yeah. applauded. And so that and the professional musicians that may never be on the top 40, but damn, they're good. One of my heartbreaks about the music business is how good you are has very little to do with how successful you are. Yes, and you know my son Jonas, Jonas yes. Youngbora, who works in this field. He works in hospitality. He runs strip clubs and nightclubs and... I hate that he runs strip clubs. But anyway, <laughs> I know, I know. It really That's suck, where the right? money is, though, right? Yeah. And so, you know, he always says that it has nothing <sighs> to do with being talented. It's to do with how many TikTok followers or Instagram people. Totally, yeah, yeah. It's that, absurd. I have the best strip club story ever. In Let's history. hear it. Okay, so it's 1992. I'm making that year up, but it's back there. And I used to work out in the city, and and. and in the city, you used to do like step classes and stuff like this. And there was a step teacher. Her name was Liz. And she goes, uh, and so we started dating. But she was never around on, on Friday nights. So finally, after like about three months, I'm like, what's up with the Friday night situation here? And she goes, okay, I'm a stripper. And I work Friday nights. And she thought I was going to, I'm like, okay, that, that's fantastic. And she goes, but now that you know, you have to come see me. And I'm like, no, don't. Because if you're bad at it. I'll never be able to get that out of my head. And she's like, I'm not bad. Trust me. And like she danced in class. It was like aerobics class. Like she had rhythm. She had blah, blah. So I went and saw her across the river in Nyack. Went and saw her. She was so bad. She was bad. She was horrible bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Broke up with her that night. Because you once, once you've seen somebody strip badly, there's no nothing to be salvaged. You know, I, I, when I was, I was an actor for a bunch of years, and I never got to play the sexy lead they always cast me as the mom the teacher the doctor the principal and one time i did a show called oh i don't remember what it was called but it was about a guy who solved crimes a lot of them were and there were no actresses that could swim and they needed bimbo in pool <laughs> and i was the only actor there woman who could swim so i got to play one time i got to play Bimbo and pool. Which is, to me, like my version of stripper. Right, right. <laughs> Why don't you act anymore? I, you know, we, you become, you want to be a fairy princess because you want the whole world to love you and you want to be benevolent and right. get kudos, right? So then I wanted to be an actor so that the whole world would love me and get kudos. Ergo, I obviously wasn't, didn't feel loved as a kid. And that's why a lot of people become those performative arts because they need to feed that. And then you meet the occasional actor who just likes to pretend and does it really well, mm -hmm. those are the ones that get famous. Okay. If they're not sleeping with the producer, which right. is a whole bunch of those. And so I realized at some point after having studied at the American Academy, the Royal Academy with the Lee Strasberg Institute and Lee himself. Did you study with Lee Strasberg? I did, I did. What was that like? Um, humiliating, debasing, uh, 
horrifying. Really? Yeah, he was terrible. I actually got a bad back because he used to do this one exercise where you had to lean against over a chair and pretend you were t- not tense. It caused uh. all sorts of back problems. Ooh. But I realized after doing it that it's mostly, okay, John, come on in. Okay, let's see. You have a beard. You have really short, nice hair, beautiful eyes. Okay, you're one inch too short. Sorry. Mm, yep. And so it's all about rejection. Another business where how good you are has nothing to do with how successful you are. I think the only, and I tell this to Jonas all the time, the only thing that you really can't fake is dance. Mm-hmm. To do ballet. Right. I mean, you could probably fake some of the others, but to dance and be at the Met in Swan Lake, you have to dance. Acting can be much baloney. You can't fake stripping either. Trust me, I know. I okay, saw obviously. it. obviously. <laughs> Well, th- this is this is an interesting point. I'm going to ask Jonas how many okay. of his uh, employees are bad, are crappy strippers. <laughs> but but anyway, back to music. So this yeah. is why we have bands, and I get a whole lot of people who say, you know, can we play? And then I'll listen to their stuff. And if they're really bad, or if they play fake country, yep, mm, I can't, I won't, and I won't do anything that's too electronic or anything that's too rap involved. I'm not. I don't appreciate the genre. Let me just say it that way. Got it. You, you, so you're a public figure though. And you do, a lot of your posting is political and I love it. And I just wanted to say thank you for doing that part too. Well, I have to tell you that I, again, I, I'm 65 years old and I, I don't seriously, think, I don't think I look it. Although you I'll do not look it when I was, I was just in Europe trying to, in Italy, you have to rent a grave in certain cities and cemeteries. So my rentals for my ancestors were coming up. And if your rent goes up they and you don't re-up it, they throw your bones in the boneyard. So I was in Italy renting, re-upping the rentals on these graves. It's, it's bizarre. That's nuts. Yeah. But I told people I was 65 and nobody blinked. And I'm used to, no, really? And so I realized I had to put some Yeah, but you were back. traveling and you're <laughs> no, jet lag. No, too much gray. So I got rid of some of that. But I grew up in a world where I believed in truth, justice, and the American way. I bought into it. I came to America at five years old. I've lived all over the world. I've seen despots. I've seen horror. I've seen democracies. I've seen autocracies. And I believe in public service. You're a public servant. You're a public servant. I believe I am a public servant. I pick up garbage on the street. I don't care who laughs. I, I save the bee on the Crosstown bus. You know, I, I believe that we do every day. We have to do something that makes us matter. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just picking up a can. So I believe in politicians doing the right thing. Would you run? I would run. It's just the problem is... I was born in Venezuela, and I would go back, but I'd be assassinated in a minute because I have an opinion, and they don't want that. They Corruption is based on greed. Greed is based on the need for power. The need for power comes from people who feel they have no power. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, and they have those lovely little innuendos of needing to be mean to others and cruel. Look what happened to Benaldi today. You know, he yeah. was, I, I don't know if they killed him, but 47 years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we have this this man who I met Donald Trump multiple times when I worked for Rudy, because Rudy was sane. There was a, the five years I worked for Rudy Giuliani, he was sane, capable. You tell people what you did for Rudy Giuliani. I was commissioner of public affairs at two different agencies mm. for him. So and he was fair minded, and we had an interesting relationship. What was it like? 
oh, I don't know. One time I gave an interview to the New York Times about real estate that we were selling and the reporter said something and I said, what are you crazy? We don't just sell real estate to any Vinnie bag of donuts. So of course I got called in <laughs> and said, what are you doing? I said, listen, that's just real talk. Right. So we, we were good. We laughed. Oh, good. Okay. But Donald Trump is a despot and um, a man who his father humiliated him kind of like Osama bin Laden's dad did and who was mean to the next door neighbor's kid. My friends lived down the block and he was known to someone who threw rocks at children. This is a disturbed human being. I don't care how rich you got while he was president. He said when he said he was going to run again that the first thing he was going to do was be dictator for a day and then he was going to drill, baby, drill. What are we doing? Do you... So what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. I think Joe Biden is old and I and and so is Warren Buffett. And he's the same age as Paul McCartney, by the way. Right. I saw that. Yeah. Right. So it's like and so is Scorsese. So the way I look at it is he's old and I I think he surrounds himself with pretty smart people. And I don't think he's a socialist because he likes money. Mm -hmm. His kids like money. His grandkids like money. So I think what's going to happen is we're going to have the battle of the two very geriatric titans. I think Biden drops out. Gavin Newsom comes in. Oh gosh, and he'll lose. And you think Newsom will? You, why? Why do you think he'll lose? He's too. He's perceived as too California. Yeah, yeah. That's why. I, I I think that I've heard it bounced so many ways that it's going to be Michelle Obama. Well, either her or Oprah could probably take it. Yep. But how about Americans start remembering what the Constitution is? How about young? You ever watch Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah. You remember the man show? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So the man show did this table. Stop woman's suffrage. Come sign to help stop women's suffrage. Do you know how many young women and men? Oh, let me sign up for that. Because I don't know what suffrage is. Right. Right. Ask the average American kid in New York City. What's the capital of Louisiana? No idea. None. No idea. Where's the Mason Dixon line? No, no idea. idea. So how about we start? Okay. Matt, Google capital of Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Baton Rouge, but I may be wrong. Okay. Um, I'm just going to, Paul is going to be queen of the world for five minutes, right? Go. We are going to make it mandatory to spay and neuter every animal that's not for breeding. We are going okay. to make it mandatory that all slaughterhouses have glass walls. We okay. are going to make it illegal. I mean, big penalties for littering. Okay. And then on the big stuff... When you graduate high school, you have to go for two years of community service somewhere in this world or in the States. Mm. And I and drugs have to stop having a profit motive. Mm-hmm. Why do you think there's so many drugs? I'm just talking pot. Right. I mean, somebody's buying it and therefore someone wants to sell it. Right. It's supply and demand. Right. So those how, are, how do you take the profit out of drugs, though, without? I don't. Le- you, but legalizing it doesn't take the profit out of it. Legalize it makes it profit that's government right. controlled. Right. It, it just means we get to participate in the profit. In the profit. Right. I, you know what? I just wonder right. why people need... Yeah, that's good. Why do people need to check out? And why did this kid shoot people at this parade the other day? Why are guns everywhere? There have been over 4,400 shootings in the United States with death up to today. Over 400 mass shootings in the United States. We're only in February. That's insane. 
And it's because everybody got a gun. Everybody's got a gun and everybody wants a gun. And why? So when I was just in Europe, this is odd. I'm like you. I just found family yeah, I didn't that's, have. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Oh, my that. God. We have to sit and chat about okay. that. So I find these cousins that I never knew I had. How'd you find them? Ancestry.com. Okay, cool. Same here. It was here. 23 and me, actually. But okay. I think Same. that got eaten up by Ancestry. <laughs> right. So I'm there, and we're in Birmingham, which is a lovely city. I'd never been there. And I see a man dressed in an Arab scarf with a backpack going into the library. Oh, no. And I said to my cousin, Stephen, oh, my God, he's got, he's got a bomb. He's got a bomb. And I realized that that literally came out of my mouth because here in the United States, I don't think you realize how stressed we are. There were all these little children running about, and I'm thinking, someone's going to nab these kids. The fact that I'm actually thinking that is because we live in a society where we're always afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard someone outside in the waiting area, and he was, and I eavesdrop a lot, and he was saying that there's a professor at Bard teaching a class of non-humans and he was then referring to someone he knew who had a fear of zombies. Okay, in literature we have Frankenstein and monsters, but really there's a professor at Bard teaching that? Mm. You wanna fear non-humans? Fear that space satellite that's gonna knock out the world that the Russians put up. You wanna fear non-humans? Fear humans. You know, deal with what we have, pollution, overpopulation, although not so much, cruelty, drugs, guns. Stop fearing non-humans. Are you religious? I don't believe in God. You don't believe in God. Do you? Uh, I believe in a, I believe in a, in a, 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 a I don't even like higher power, but I, I believe in a different resource than what we see in front of us all the time. And I, I don't know whether that resource, I, I've had a long history with church and I just dropped out of my last church and I'm, I'm so done we're with like, churches. We're, we're the same. See, okay. I believe in church. I believe in religion. Mm-hmm. Because when I was in the Vatican on this trip also, I walked in and I see people that come and they prostrate themselves in front of the altar and they weep and they pray. And that action makes them feel better because it gives them a solidifying of their faith. Right. So it's that that I believe causes action. Their faith lifts them, perhaps lifts them to apologize or to not commit a crime. So I do believe in religion and the structure. But is there a, an all-being, all-seeing? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, I know that cows have spirits and my dogs have spirits and my cats have spirits. But the people that eat cats, what happens to that spirit? Right, right gets digested and pooped out and right down the river right <laughs> right, so, right yeah no I, I yeah I'm, I'm 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 almost exactly in the same circle you are there is a there is a there is an energy that we can interact with and we li- live a better life if we interact with that energy where we get in trouble is trying to define what that energy is instead of just interacting with it amen and and so so that's where i am with with god i and i and i'm I'm with humans and, and look, my mother died and I carry myself responsible and I don't believe every time I see a cardinal, it's her. Because she was pissed off at me when she died and pissed off at the world and she died and she's gone. She lives on in my dreams. I love that people say, oh, I saw my mother today. I saw a cardinal. Right. But to me, it's just funny stories. You like Kurt Vonnegut? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he said that he wasn't, he didn't believe in God, but he believed in humanity. And that he was a humanist, and so was his dog. 
Mm-hmm. Because dogs are all about humans. Right. So I'm all about humans and this planet. So this planet's God for me. You, you really should run. As a, oh, you want to help me start an independent party? I ran in Hyde Park as an independence. But do you know what the independence party was? What? Nazis. Fascists. No. They were ultra conservatives. I had no idea. Oh, wow. But it wasn't Republican or Democrat. And so owning a restaurant, I said, well, I have to be independent. Right. But in researching it, I said, ooh. Wow, that's crazy. I'm an ultra conservative, apparently. <laughs> apparently not. Well, I am ultra conservative in things like don't litter and don't run the water. Like right. for every dish, don't leave the water running and or when you brush your teeth. But when it comes to things like, and don't come into my country, or I came into this country legally, but don't come into this country and then beat up cops. That was craziness. And what happened to, ugh, Go. I'm in Home Depot. I speak five languages, John. Do you really? Mm-hmm. So I'm in What are you thinking? It depends. Sometimes really? I dream in others. Yeah. I, I had a very kind of cool, well, that's off camera. I'll tell Fair you about enough. this cool dream. But here I'm in Home Depot, and a woman goes up to a, a person who works here and says in Spanish, Necesito madera donde work. I, can, I need wood. And Spanish. And the employee who I presume didn't speak Spanish says, I'm so sorry, I don't understand you. And this woman repeated it again in Spanish, and again, I don't understand you. And then the Spanish woman started to curse her out. And I, of course, because I can't shut up, said, what are you, in Spanish? You're in America. You came here to live here and have a better life. I don't care that you speak Spanish. So do I, but learn English. Right. You go to Italy, it doesn't say in French, in Italian, in Spanish. It says it in Italian. So you're forced to learn Italian, right? Right, right. Right. Only on public transportation because they figured there's going to be a lot of tourists. Right. That makes sense. But you live there. Be there. Right. You don't come here so that you could, you know, live the life you had back in the old country. R- right. You, you, you left that life. I, I mean, I believe in tradition. I think the Irish should celebrate Ir- Irish things, Italians and, 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 the, and the Greeks and the Turks and the, the, the Puerto Rican people. But if you're in America, become part of this amazing, assimilated beautiful dish of lasagna that we've made that's what it was when it was working right when right. america was working it was it, it was we get i we get to better places if i don't care what you look like if i don't care what you i just care that you're in the same room as me and we have bingo and we, we're here to lift each other up exactly right? exactly and that's that's when it was that's when it was working but it also was working when my dad would say when i would say who are you going to vote for dad and he'd say none of your business yes you vote with your feet yeah. That's what he would say to me. Yeah. Hold on, John. Can I ask a question? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I just put you on the spot. But when was it working? Uh, <laughs> I can tell you. Go ahead. When? It, it was, it's working. And when, oh, now this is a very open-ended question. I right, see it. You when, have uh, tricks in it, your. Uh, no, I mean, it's like, to, when did it work? The Eisenhower years. Yeah. For who, though? For all Americans. The Eisenhower years. If you're talking about racism, I mean, which is which is the one thing that didn't work, and that's slavery, and that's been an issue forever. Sure. But today, it's actually working. What's that? What America? America is working better than anywhere else. It's working better if you look. Yeah. No, back, no, no. Right, right now, right yeah. now, we're working better. Yeah. Then we were back in the Eisenhower. But the yeah. Eisenhower years, America, the values were working. The the truth, justice, good, righteous. Was there was there racism? Yes. Were there women being beaten by their husbands? Yes. Were, was there prejudice? Yes. There was, but you asked if the 
America, John and I were referring to that kind of everyone is a volunteer, everyone pitches in, that was working. The value system was, I, 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 think, I, I think I know what you're saying, like the, the government valued it. Right. You the did. government system, like was like the Works Progress Administration, yes. like pitching in that kind of idea. That was working. And, and that was And working. isn't that government, isn't that what government's supposed to do? Well, it depends on who you talk to, right? Okay, um, but if you... people people don't like that idea anymore of government being Why? in service. I don't Why? know because Why? because they think it's um, out to get them. Okay, and right? because they think that it they're it taking their money to Take be them. of service. Like I, I I don't even think something like that. Yeah, yeah. like, like can I, you repeat I, that? I th- I think the the objection to the government being of service to people is because. It's tax dollars that fund that service. That would be. I, I'm not of that mindset, but it, you know, I, I object to the service because I'm I th- paying for I it. I think the. I think the 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 world the generation. I mean, my grandfather. There was a greater sense of service. Yeah. There was a greater sense of community service. There was a greater sense than of there unity. Used, and and unity, even though there was all these there's problems of caste and race, but right. the this the the self reflective narcissistic tendencies came in have started you know seeped into the culture i think and then it became about me not about the the sense of service in part because there was a chapter when america worked really well and it got to the point where we were working so well that we well see what worked well is too big like it just this is fascinating what you just said about the narcissism and the self-interest i mean i think i am i I wrong i think it like narcissism no it's the the it came became about the self the self-love yes right if you're no longer about like it you mentioned the idea of service to a young person and they kind of they might roll their i don't know this generation seems different but yeah but Um, services it's it's about me it's all about me it's about me and what i want my orgasm my rights right. don't offend me. How how is that going to sustain? It can't. It's the cult of the self can't right. sustain. We cannot no, die. No, yeah. You, me, I'm older. I'm probably quite a bit older than you. I think I'm a little closer to you. Closer to me. But yeah, but we can't die because who who is going to run the Girl Scout troop? Who who? It's not Girl Scout. It's Scout now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> there are, there are no. It? Yeah, there's no more Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts. There's just Scouts. Just Scouts. Yeah. Okay. So who's going to run, run the Scout Scouts? Group? Who's going to do the um, church bazaar? Well, the, you know, it, it's interesting because the the no your the answer is nobody. But by the same token, we we do have to be introspective enough to to say that we, maybe we don't need a church bazaar anymore. The the technology has changed. Technology has changed the way we live to such a degree that maybe there are some things that we shouldn't impose. Wait a minute, on, so the library up the block beliefs. when they need funding and the volunteers, the, lovers of the library want to throw a church bazaar to help, a, a, a library bazaar to help raise funds by baking pie. Who's going to do that? The, the, again, it's not my perspective. I'm devil's advocating no, I, here. I know, and I'm okay. devil's advocating you. The, my, the devil's advocate would say, you don't need the library. I have the internet. There's not a book I can't get on this iPad. So the resources that we're putting towards the library mm-hmm. maybe should be reallocated to affordable drugs for or or affordable blah, blah. Med- medication, not yeah, okay. medication. That's what every okay. tech bro in the world says. Yeah, yeah, but 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 it's a legit argument. I can give me a book. I'll get it for you right now. So no, it's not a legit. Argument. Listen, no, 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 no. You know what? 
I, I it's wonder, a money argument. It's a money argument. But you know what's well, interesting? I think a lot of people are so drug addled and so high all the time because they don't want to feel anything. But I had to pee before we came on. Sorry, right. I said too much information. But anyway. No. So I walk into the library and I opened the door. And the first thing that hit me was that smell. Of oh, yeah. And books. Yeah. Right. And I remember being a kid going to the library and reading and reading for hours. I was a lonely kid. So I read and read and read. And I taught my son that. Right. He knows how to use the computer, but he still will crack a book for the joy. And and an argument to the point I just positioned. Two weeks ago, my daughter and her boyfriend, her boyfriend came over and they were trying to study. And they said, can you drive us to the library? Because there's just too much going on. In her room, there was too much other stuff going on. They just needed to be in a place with other people where other people were concentrating quietly. So I have to ask Mr. Awesome a question. Yeah. Okay, so I liked your question and and so what do you think is the time when we worked? I don't I think it's the wrong premise. I think America has always been a work in progress. And I don't know that it's 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 an, it's an, an experiment. And they call it the American experiment. I By agree. the nature of ex- an experiment, it's not always going to be functioning at, at, a, at an ideal. Or for everyone. Or for everyone. You could argue, if you want to go all the way back, that we're, we need to reconcile with, I mean, this is kind of, you could argue with this. You have to reconcile with the fact that we, you know, based in genocide, that we took the land from somebody else. I mean, blah, blah, blah. You can go, I don't know how far back you want to go, but. I think whoa, whoa, by whoa, whoa. if you ate meat yesterday, you, you that was genocide, right? You killed sure, the cow. Yeah, right. So, you know, I hear you. I think it's it's I don't know that I don't believe in looking back and going, well, times were better back then. Right. I mean, it's, it's possible. But that the values were there. I don't see where our values are today. I don't see us having a unifying value system. You but be, whose values? That's the thing. Well, a unified value system. What I do hear from people I know, mm-hmm. that Donald Trump made my 401k strong. It's like, really? And that's why? So well, that, it's solely that, the him. That, sh- that has the, go- the, the politics, the way the, the structure of the government. I, I, separate, I, don't, I don't equate that with a value system. Like our values and the government are two different that's like part of the problem. Personal, the <laughs> part of the problem is because people, they, I mean, the government and how the government operates, like the political figures, the people we elect, those are those, I mean, our values. I don't, I don't look to the government for my values. No, you don't. The government's right? supposed to work within the construct right. of our values. Right. right. But if we no longer are a society that, that keeps our values or. Then the, then the government reflects our values. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. what right. I'm trying to so say. So I, I agree. I agree that the reason people love Trump is because we're a bunch of narcissists and we, or at least a good portion of people are like, that's about me. I think a lot of people's about me, but I will tell you that Joe Biden's 401ks yeah, are doing just as well. I don't think well. neoliberalism right. is any different. No. <laughs> the, the, the other, yeah. Another perspective is you can't look at our standing in the world and you can't look at uh, America's contributions to global everyday life and, and say that there wasn't a time when we oh, worked absolutely. because we, we, you, you, you don't get to be where we are without having, a, without having a good day. Bingo, because when I was just in Europe, I was... I, here's what I was told. America used to be such a shining yeah. city on yeah. the hill. Not viewed that way anymore. No. We're, we're viewed as the bringers of all that is crass, vulgar, even though we are still the strongest economy on the planet. Right? Mm-hmm. We don't have that admiration anymore. And it's not because of Joe Biden. It's because of people like Trump. 
do we have do we have Justin Bieber syndrome? Is that the problem? Like we we're we're we're, we're a very very young country with an awful lot of money, and maybe it's just going to take us some time to figure out. We're squaring the pyramid, right? So right. there's as many old as young, and sometimes it's going to be inverted. There's going to be more of us than them, believe pretty soon, it or not. Pretty soon, yeah. But that's when I say we can't die. Because what are they going to do? You know, someone described when You say we can't die. You mean... Us, our generation. Mm-hmm. Our generation, even our, our older than us, can't die. I'm not going to... I saw a doctor not too long ago. I don't want to tell you his name, but he's short, and he's a, a knee surgeon at Hospital Special Surgery, and he's lucky I'm not <laughs> saying his name. Mm-hmm. But... He was such a crass, tactless jerk mm. because he's young and spunky and thinks he knows it all. Right. Whereas my surgeon is this crotchety old coot who knows it all. Who actually does know it all, yeah. Does know it all. Yeah. So if, if, we, if we die, what's, what are we going to be left with? What's this country going to do? It's scary to think about because, the, yeah, the value system of the, the politics reflect the values of the people that put them in, right? Is like that what you're saying? Like, uh, see, I don't. Th- I think that's the problem. Is that it doesn't. I don't. Reflect I, the, I, the only the, the only problem right? is I, I don't like equating the state and the people that live in that state. Right. But that that's what this, this experiment was supposed to be. It was supposed to be the people. In, that's why anybody can run for president. It was supposed to be the government is an accurate reflection of the people. That's right. N- and what what happened is, but it now never gov- was. Oh no no. No. It never was, right? I, no, no, it had, no. I think it I, was. There was a time when it was. Yeah. No, wait, wait. Hold on, wait. The, the United States was <laughs> yeah. never completely representative. Oh no, no. You're oh, saying no, no. completely now. See, you, right. you can't throw in words the, like completely. Not absolute. <laughs> we don't. You can't talk absolutes. <laughs> well, not absolutes. There but were people who reflected. There were there were the Hubert Humphreys, and there were the Jimmy Carters, and then there were the the Ronald Reagans, and then there were the lunatics. There were the yeah. Huey Longs. There were the lunatics too. There were right. the, yeah. the Spiro Agnews. So. There's good and bad in everything. But like I said, when I'm king of the world, mm-hmm. queen, we're going to have a, two years of community service no matter what. Good. We're yeah. going to make you have to know all the states, all the capitals, and we're going to try to get people back to being human. I'm also going to outlaw the word race. Mm. Uh, every, why? Because my dad used to say, every poodle is a dog, but not every dog is a poodle. But we're all dogs. We're all humans. The word race is baloney. We're one race. Right. If I have sex with a giraffe, I'm going to have zero reproduction. If I have sex with a man from Africa who happens to be more dark than I, we'll have a baby. Right. So we're one race, right? Right. So why do we still use that word? Why do why does Rachel Maddow use that word when it's it's baloney? Well, I think you have I think the the the, the right way to use that to to use the word race is when you're trying to level a playing f- a playing field that isn't level. How about then, then the you human can say right, but 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 in order to identify, you have to identify the people who aren't getting what they're supposed to. Ethnic makeup. Okay, that's fair enough. Ethnic makeup works. Did you would you prefer the word caste? No, that, because caste is, it means something else, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it depends on. Have you read that book? Because the cast, just, Isabella Wilkinson. I just I, I yeah. know about this book, but yeah. I've been to India and I know caste systems, but. Mm-hmm. I'm going to quote my friend Vanessa Anderson, who's a beautiful black woman who lives in Atlanta, Georgia. And she's got very light skin. And she said to me, and I'm going to imitate her because she's beautiful. She said, you know what? When I was growing up, I was, I was what they would call ashy or red bone because I was very light skin black. And they made fun of me. The other black people made fun yeah. of me and beat me up. Mm-hmm. So ca- it's everything. Can, so can but, I just, but, but, just... Cast, but cast, is, is, would you say that cast is more accurate? How we divide people. 
because within say, within yes. the races, there's people say, "Oh, you're brown skin, you're light skin, you're yellow skin, you're black, and but so, you're white." Right, right, exactly. It's like so my the friend cast, Vanessa. The cast is, yeah. There's cast in everything. Isn't that just internal prejudice, humanity? Well, that's what this book argues. It's like the race is the wrong question. Like the race is the wrong word. It's really cast. But it's not just humans that do this. You get a bunch of chickens. <laughs> you get a bunch of chickens. Chickens, yeah. Oh, and chickens is what they are. You have roosters and hens inside the, inside the chickens, right? Mm -hmm. And they'll take one chicken and they'll beat the crap out of it. It's called pecking order, right? It's a true thing. And it happens because it happens in all groups, mm. not I'd just humans. I'd rather be a human than a chicken. I'd rather be a hammer <laughs> than a nail. But the point I'm trying to make is that what you're calling cast, I'm calling part of our, our I think all living things do this. I don't know if worms do beat each other Do we do it, other. but do, don't humans do it a lot better? Don't we divide people so much faster? Uh, I don't know about that. I just know that we have language and we pay a lot of attention to ourselves. But if you pay a little bit of attention well, to the natural world, it happens everywhere. Like take it? take wolf, wolf pack, for example. There you wolf go. pack instantly wolf has pack? wolf packs have, have oh, an yeah. instant hierarchy. They are run by a mature couple. And then each wolf in the pack has a very specific duty. Some raise children, some hunt, some whatever. And it is... It is and from if you're a young wolf, Mr. Wolf, awesome wolf, mm -hmm. you come in and say, hey, I'm the new wolf. They're going to eat you. They, they will eat you. Yeah. Well, there's also, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, there's evidence of that. There's like wolves being knocked out of the pack. Yeah, of, yeah. But there's also in nature, there's also mutual aid. Like animals help each other more. Uh, there's, uh, And I'm going to say that there's mutual aid in humanity because I'm going to tell you that be. if you um, see it was, there was a time when I was growing up, if, some, if a kid fell down, everybody went to the kid. Right. Today, people in New York City will walk over someone who's on the ground screaming because yeah. they don't want to get involved. What in role, human disasters, oh. people help. Well, but isn't every day, don't we have little minor disasters? It, we it all need be. help. Yeah. What role do the arts play in, in the solution to all this? The arts in the Renaissance is the one thing that we are closer to God. And I'm saying that in parentheses. It lifts us. Mm -hmm. Anything that takes us out of the stinky streets of London in the 1800s or the 1700s where it lifts and elevates the soul. I believe that's what music does. Mm -hmm. I believe that is what painted art does. I believe sculpture. I think the arts, but even that's been bastardized. Well, and that, that's going back I, to TikTok and yeah, Instagram. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what I was going like my premise. One of my premises is exactly what you said, that the arts lift us to a place where we think better. And if you can be in that place long enough, you'll make better decisions. But we have defunded the arts to to such an extent that we have taken one of our greatest resources and and dehydrated it. We're defunding the human brain right. by not letting people read. We're giving them information in Google, whereas they don't have to look it up in the Encyclopedia Britannica like we had to. Right. You're believing what you're reading. Right. I, mean, I do it, fear that literacy has gone down. Literacy and how about critical thinking? How well, about critical thinking? Oh, I know that for a fact. I used to teach college kids. And so you're young. You're not as young as you look. No. <laughs> See, I thought you were like some forty-year-old. Oh, I am. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my forties, but yeah, I used to teach college kids. Well, Literacy and critical thinking. Critical thinking is a hard thing to do for a younger person because you. you the priority of a younger person is to find a place where I belong and to, to start critically thinking and questioning 
makes it really hard for me to to find a tribe. Like it's hard to find a tribe where you can agree with some stuff and not agree. Okay. Try try being a Democrat. You you agree with some stuff. You don't agree mm -hmm. with everything. You're not really a Democrat. Okay. And so I think it's hard. I, I think part of the demise of critical thinking in in, in youth is because it, it's hard to be a critical thinker and keep and and have a tribe. Okay. And I'm going to throw this right at you here. Go. We're going to go against. I grew up all over the world. My mom and dad took me out of elementary school. I was in 12 different elementary schools and all over this planet, right? So I am not of the belief that you have to grow up in the same little clique of people and you all have to have the same friends and all go up together. Baloney. Knowing who you are and where you belong has to do with what's inside you. But you it, had a pack. You had your family. No, I, my mother was a drunk. My father was never home. What family? My family were the animals. Okay. And, and, and observing the whole world. And, and I have some fun stories and some sad stories about that. But what I'm trying to the point, the overarching point is that don't go to school in a short dress with very expensive shoes on. That shouldn't matter. Everyone should be in a uniform because you're not there to show off your clothes. You're there to learn and grow as a person. So you want to find a group? Find out who you are inside you. Learn that. Yes, you want a buddy. I would want right. you my friend in the fifth grade. But it shouldn't be about the the clicks in school. That was horrible. I was so abused. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you were That's popular. That's a great point. I had a student, who, an Indian student, who, who uh, advocated for school uniforms. Absolutely. He's oh, like, he's like, it would be so much better off in India. People had school uniforms. Absolutely. I'm, I'm pro school uniform, 100%. My son did not go to private school forever. He did for the latter part of his. But I sent him to school in a uniform every day. It was dark slacks. Black shoes and white shirt, period, every day. Right. It, it takes the, it, it helps eliminate chaos. It helps eliminate chaos. <laughs> yeah. It helps eliminate competition. Yeah. Right. Except right. every schoolgirl that I knew, even at my school in England where we did wear uniforms, used to hike up their skirts, you know, to show those off at the, at the bus station. <laughs> so that you can't get rid of. So like when they say that a little boy gets in trouble for touching a girl's hair in fourth grade, what are we doing? Yeah. Where's the humanity there? Well, that, um, you know, that, that happened. I mean, that's not, um, I just read about a case that happened in the 50s. It's called the kissing case. Have you heard of this? Um, I don't want to get into it. No, no, that's, that's off topic. No, but go ahead. I'm interested. But So, uh, so three little uh, black boys ki uh, got kissed by some white girls. Oh, yes, yes, yes. This is in, ugly. This, this is, is ugly. ugly. And they got thrown in juvenile, juvie, yep. mm -hmm. in a reformatory. Wow. They were they were only like nine. Uh -huh. And <clears throat> so they were accused of rape. Um, and by the standards of the time, um, it was in North Carolina. And so by the standards of the time, they were, they, they should have, they would have stayed there until they were 21. Right. right. Um, the KKK came to visit them. They, they beat them on their bodies, uh -huh. uh, not their faces. So they, so, um, so yeah, it was insane. They got let out after three months, but, but it scarred know, them for life. But uh, sure, scarred yeah. them for life. I, 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 I've lived in countries where I'm not predominant. No one looks like me, and um, again, let's get rid of the word race and start treating people like people and with the same respect. And that's one thing I did love about Italy. It, Italian's the easiest language on earth to learn. So you have someone from Nigeria, someone from Senegal, someone from Bangkok, someone from Moldavia. They all speak Italian. 
Right. So they might have it better than we do because they really have become a melting pot. Right. You know, everyone became an Italian. I don't see people in Milano who speak Italian, but they're from China. They still eat Italian food. Maybe the problem with our culture is we don't have a solid enough culture. Uh, yeah. You're, maybe now we don't. Italian's easy to, to learn because it's just English without the last vowel, by the way. Like if you want to <laughs> speak Italian, just knock off the last vowel of whatever word you want to say. It's not Parmigiani. It just goes Parmesan, and all of a sudden you're speaking Italian. It it writes the way it pronounces. It's, again. Yeah. So, um, the well, the, the I think we do have a culture. I think the problem with our one of the problems with our culture, capitalism is inherently competitive, and in competition there are winners and losers, and it's hard to have a universal culture that has oh, no, both no. winners Everybody and wins. losers. Everybody gets a prize. Uh, well, Today, yeah. <laughs> I well, want to ask you a question. Go ahead. You two, both of you, what's the number one thing that unites us as a society? One thing that we all do that, that I would say Americans are, one word. One word? Mm -hmm. Just one word? What mm -hmm. unites us all? What we, oh, what we all have in common? What we do as Americans. What would you say describes America today? Independence. The internet. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, and but I, that's the same thing that divides us. I don't know. I'm what would say you say? Consumerism. Yeah. We're the number one consumer yeah. of everything on the planet. Yeah. So yeah. everybody, it's not let's stay home and, and knit. Let's stay home and practice some of the, the the womenly arts that took generations for us to, to become special at. Let's go shopping. Right. Right now, I think capitalism is the only thing preventing World War Three. I agree, and and yet it's yeah. a very thin bicycle. Oh yeah, sure. I, right. I don't know how it's. I mean, hold there's up. no. I don't know, but nobody wants to be. I mean, the Saudis don't want. Yeah, you know, they have so much money, and I mean, and yet and yet they have nothing. They right. have no culture yeah. beyond a lot of sex and an awful lot of poetry and music, which I don't particularly like, but I understand that they appreciate. They just have money, and so it's it's how you rule this world. So until we become a, a society, in of our in starting with ourselves. Let there be peace on earth, let it begin with me. Until we realize that stuff doesn't matter as much. And we're a society of consumers. Mm -hmm. there, there, I, I, so I have a 16-year-old daughter. There, there is hope because I, I see in her uh, and, and her friends some rejection of consumerism. And she goes to school in Chappaqua, which is not a... That's a place where people consume. And, um, but I, I do see some rejection of consumerism there. Um, and I do see, uh, you know, I do see some rejection uh, or, or, or a drive towards more community and less isolation than gets portrayed. Now that's just my no, no. You world. know why? Because she's in Chappaqua, and in Chappaqua you have people who have generational wealth and have therefore become to the point in their understanding of life that they are secure and they can give to others. Right. Right. There you go. So right. yes, that's why. Chappaqua and, and it's mostly homogenous and I don't yep. mean just by by skin color I mean no, it is people have mostly socioeconomic norms and they're all right. about the same so yeah right. so then if we could all come back together and find the unity in each other and humanity mm -hmm. starting with baking pies for the church bazaar are, are, are we at that point you ever, you ever been in a relationship with somebody and you're a long time in and it's it's you get too comfortable in it and you just start flirting with other stuff and you get to that point where you realize, wait a second, I'm going to lose what I have if I keep this crap up. Are, 
I almost wonder if we're not at that part. We are. We, we are, are at that part. We are. Okay. I read a book by, I don't remember his name, and he basically said that when America and the world, but he stated mostly America, replaced God with love, that was the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. Because love became about sexuality and self and another person versus the great God that people used to pray for. Right. And pray to, right? Right. Or we can replace that with, with the arts. We stopped paying attention. That all became about me. Then you're right. I think we are we are we're fat kids eating a lot of candy and we're gonna yeah. just blow up. And we need to get sick or die of we are diabetes. Sick. We right. are sick. But I mean like get sick enough that we we need we need we need a really bad hangover to stop drinking. Oh, I, I own a restaurant. I, so many people have bad hangovers that come back the next day, so I don't know. No, that's a good point. But to your point about capitalism and Donald Trump, for one example, he talks about being wealthy in a strong society. What happens to the kid who's born with Down syndrome or the man who has a stroke or the child that is born um, quadriplegic or because he fell into a swimming pool? What happens to that? group of society what happens to the kids who aren't smart enough to be indian chiefs but have to be waiters what happens to a society where there is never going to be complete equity could we be more like belgium where everyone's protected from cradle to grave where everyone has at least at minimum an education and a place to live and and belgium has the best schools in the world by the way can we do that because there's still capitalists in belgium yeah i have a donald trump story for you okay had dinner with donald trump Long time ago, he did. The, remember the learning annex? Yes, of course. He did a. He did a. That's thing. when he was a Democrat. Yes, yeah, he was a Democrat. A neoliberal. And, and okay, there and you go. A neoliberal, yes. And uh, and not so stupid, crazy. Back no, then. no, no. He was hanging out with Clinton. But yeah, yeah, a lot. But he. Uh, so after like a group of us had dinner with him, and he told the story. He said he he had filed bank or he had filed bankruptcy, and vice president of Bank of America comes to him, and it's this type of thinking that got us here. Um. Vice President of Bank of America comes to his office, goes in his office, says, Mr. Trump, we have a problem. And Trump says, what's the problem? And uh, bank, Vice President of Bank of America says, well, you are bank, $700 million. And Trump says, if I owe your bank $700 million, you have a problem. Bingo. That's, that's the thinking that got us here. School loans? I'm 18 years old. I'm going to borrow $300,000 because I want to go to... Harvard, mm-hmm. you're going to lend it to me. What proof do I have that I'm going to pay you back ever? Well, you don't need proof because if school loans are the one thing that can't be forgiven by bankruptcy, that can't, right? But it used to be 2% or 1% when we were kids. Now yeah. it's insanity. Yeah. So, it, no, it, it, but school. Whose you know, problem is it? Is it the student or the person who loaned him the money? Or do we just make college free? Or is college just a <laughs> or is college scam? Is scam. <laughs> college is sort of free. It's beginning, becoming a... Well, I, I, but I, I, you fa- want to talk about cast. Like, college is becoming like... Oh, yeah. when that guy, when I overheard this guy talk about the fact that there's someone at Bard teaching a class where there's they're talking about zombies, is this higher education? I mean, this is nonsense. Right. How about, you know, we are in colleges getting laid, Drinking beer, getting high. It's an extended childhood. And running from guns, yes. And in China, they're learning quantum physics right. and cerebral And they're going to come in here. My, my Jonas used to say the Chinese are going to eat the planet. He also said it's the way to cure all the problems in the Middle East. Is. Drop a whole bunch of Chinese in the middle because they will get everyone working. Industry, industry. Right. But 
we got to get a little smarter. A little smarter. I don't know. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I, that's why I stopped teaching college because it just why because you got it got I just couldn't. COVID really hit the generation. I mean, they really took a hit. Yeah, a giant hit. I mean, the giant hit. And it wasn't entirely their fault. Can you explain this, please? So you have kids in a in a these kids. A lot of them uh, they were locked in their rooms for two years, and they just kind of went inward. And I think it really affected. Some of them basically admitted they cheated to get to the last two years of high school. So they missed something in those last two years. Do you? I, Total. Do I see tears in your eyes? Tears? I, I, you're emotional. You're emotioning no, it through your no, eyes. No, no. But I mean, you, it was. But it was how about instead of cheating, you had two years where you could just studied harder. But but <laughs> they got hit. I mean, it's a, it was extraordinary circumstances, right? And, and it's not just. It, it, I mean. It proved to me that learning is communal. Oh, absolutely. Well, so, so you is, can't. I mean, studying. Hundred percent. You're by yourself and you're studying hard. All you're going to do. Hundred percent. Learning drive yourself is communal, crazy. as learning as is, communal, is yeah. soci- so that, society. Well, as is almost so, everything. So they, yeah. they, they 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 could study hard all they wanted to, but without the teacher there, without the right people, they were just at sea. And so a lot of them got depressed. A lot of them got. Tell you what. Yeah. Missed out on learning like real skills. So. Some of them thrive. Some like the um, the autistic kids thrived, yep. like the ones who are neurodivergent, if you want to call it that. Right. So, but a lot of them did not. So Trish is a my wife's a third grade teacher, and uh, she, and she's fifty, so she's getting at that point where she's considering retirement. And she's friends with a lot of fifty year olds, and almost without exception, they talk about the, the the bang that COVID put on 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 these kids and how they're 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 so hard to teach now because. They missed that key socialization, yeah. and well, and it's funny you talk about learning being communal. When my daughter went to school during COVID, it was you know it was online, and so her and her friends would take a phone and they would they would FaceTime with each other while they were in the class, so that at least they got the feeling like they were sitting next to somebody. It's it's absolute. that well, it's, she's creative. That's yeah, absolutely. Now that's a value though. Like oh, totally. learning learning collectively is a value. Like you have to be taught that that but we don't think of education like that right education is also now a profit motive yeah it was it was the art of medicine now it's the business of medicine right and then college became a business yeah it just it's it's a commodity it's one more thing to consume james's daughter samantha is a homeschooler and uh she is a homeschooler for multiple multiple reasons but if it were me i would want to be a homeschooler because i'd be afraid my kid would get shot in school to be frank you know, yeah. but she's a homeschooler because she feels that that's the one way to bring back community, and perhaps back to, again, the the, the bake sale in the church basement. We got to get back to small community. Will you come back? I love you, John. Thank I you. Love you. I, this Thank was you. this was, was this fun? so much fun. Did you enjoy it, Mr. I did, awesome? man. Okay. <laughs> Hope you don't mind me breaking it. Not yeah. at all, man. Um, Paula's Runway Cafe in Wappingers Falls. In the airport, in the lobby of Hudson Valley Regional Airport. Amazing food. I've been there. I'm playing there next week. Yay! With, with Angelo, yeah. So please come see John Burton with Angelo Santilli. That's so exciting. And thank you so much, guys. And th- you you will come back, please? Anytime you invite me. I will invite you tonight. Thank you so much. That was Paula Young, Paula Eva Young, and I didn't get to any of my questions. <laughs> I'm pissed. So now you have to come back. Um, and that was Matt, and I'm John, and this was home from here. 